Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I'm your host, Jason, and this is the Sunday Tarot Talk. And this week, uh, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everyone. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Samhain. Uh, happy Dia de los Muertos. Any other holidays you might be celebrating this time of year. Uh, blessings and light to everyone. It's an interesting time of year. It's one of these uh, times where it feels like we're close to the spirit world. Uh, so I'm sending out uh, uh, good uh, prayers, vibrations, positivity to the ancestors, to all the spirits, uh, to everyone out there who's, uh, who's tuned into our plane at this moment. So thank you all, guys. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, it is, as I said, Sunday, and we are here each week. We are on card 13, the death card this week. Uh, so I'm excited about that. This is one of my favorite cards. I really, uh, this card really resonates with me. There's a lot of uh, deep symbolism in it. It's one of these interesting sort of misunderstood cards, I think, or sort of maligned cards because it is associated with the idea of death, but there's so much more to it. And we're going to get into that in a moment uh, when we talk about this. So each week we talk about one of the, uh, the major arcana, and as uh, I've said many times, we started, we've started at the card zero, the fool, and we're now up to 13, death, and we're going to the world card of the universe, uh, which is key 21, key 21. So again, I hope everyone is having a great Halloween, or if you're listening to this afterwards, hope you had a, had a great Halloween. Um, and of course, this is an appropriate card for this uh, this time of year. You know, we see all the symbols of skeletons and, you know, spirits and ghosts and so on at this time of uh, the season. And it's a very appropriate card. So we'll talk more about that, like I said, in just one second. Uh, I do want to start out the show as I do each week, uh, thanking Dr. Paul Foster Case, whose work that I draw so heavily from and who was such a great influence uh, in my work and in my, my tarot life, as it were. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Case. He's always here in spirit with us when we do these shows. Uh, and you can check out the, uh, his organization he started, BOTA.org, uh, if you're interested in, in getting these uh, tarot cards. He has these fantastic tarot cards uh, that you can actually color yourself. A uh, really great way to learn the cards and really, um, you know, become one with your deck is to color them yourself. Uh, so they're, they're an excellent deck. So BOTA.org. All right. So I'll start this with the pattern on the trestle board. And as I've said many times, you can find this on Google uh, or on the BOTA.org website if you want to memorize this uh, so you can follow along with me. It's a great um, affirmation that you can use each day. I use it each day, twice a day, in the morning and at night. Uh, and it's a Kabbalistic affirmation that gets you in touch with that uh, divine part of yourself. So here we go. Uh, this is the truth about the self. Zero, all the power that ever was or will be is here now. Number one, I'm a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, it's unfailing wisdom takes form in thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law, I'm guided moment by moment along the path of liberation. Number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. Number five, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice 
in all the circumstances of my life. Number six, in all things great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will, supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding, mine is the victorious life. Number eight, I look forward with confidence to the perfect realization of the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Number 10, the kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh. Uh, so that's a great tool, as I said. Uh, first of all, you know, it does exercise your memory. I do have that memorized. Take my word for it, obviously, because you can't see me. Uh, but I do actually have that memorized. So uh, it's, a, it's, a great, uh, it's a great thing to learn. And, you know, these days when we're so reliant on phones and uh, social media and so forth, anything you can do to kind of uh, work your memory, you know, kind of work your memory out, memorizing things, either poems or affirmations or quotes, you know, little pieces of uh, a section of a book, things like that, whatever you want to memorize. A great way to really uh, enhance your, your spiritual life, your focus, your concentration. Uh, also, in, in terms of learning this occult and esoteric material, really uh, important to have a lot of this stuff memorized. Very helpful to understand it on, on, on a deeper level to have it memorized. So uh, work with these cards, as I've said, uh, each week in all these lessons. You know, take time each day, five minutes a day. So take this, this death card. Uh, as I said, I, I use the BOTA deck or, or I use the Rider Weight deck usually when I'm doing my uh, meditations. You can meditate on this card, uh, contemplate this card, you know, really just kind of sit and look at it and allow it to penetrate your consciousness. And it really does get into your unconscious mind and helps, uh, helps to unlock archetypal powers that are within you uh, in the unconscious. These cards are designed to do that and they do do that. They work if you work them, much like AA and the steps, the 12 steps. It works if you work it, they say. Same thing with, uh, with tarot, with any other magical or spiritual practices. You know, you really do have to do the work. Uh, so remember that. So check us out at CosmicEye.org or follow us at CosmicEyeTarot on TikTok or on Instagram. We're there. Uh, so I do readings on there and so on. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. All right. So the death card mainly we're talking about transformation when we're talking about death uh so you know as we've seen in this card i'm, I'm sure most of you have seen i'll describe it basically it looks very much like the Mar marseille tarot deck uh, one of the older tarot decks that we know of uh, it's very similar it's a skeleton sort of twisted uh, he's holding a scythe uh, like that you know the sort of wheat reaping kind of uh knife on a handle that you might have seen the Grim Reaper holding, uh, very much like uh, Santa Muerte holds, if you are familiar with that, uh, that image, you know, or I said, as the, as the Grim Reaper, the, the you know, the, the Reaper of Souls, uh, similar, similar kind of um, symbology. Uh, in the field, it's, he stands in a black field, there's a sunrise in the background, there's a river flowing to that sun, there's a white rose that uh, is the same white rose that you see in the full card. Uh, there's some trees, shadowy trees in the background. And then two heads, there's a king and a queen, uh, three hands, one is laying down, two are kind of up, and then there's a foot, a foot. So, and then it's bordered in a green and there's a sort of, almost there's a beautiful sort of sunrise color in the background, red, orange, 
uh, you know, kind of a burnt orange growing into a red background. Really, really beautiful card, really. One of the more artistic cards in the deck, I think. And this uh, BOTA version of it uh, is particularly cool. Uh, so if you get a chance, check that out. Like I said, you know, you can just Google that BOTA death tarot card uh, and you can pull that up if you want to take a look at it as we're talking. Uh, so the, as I said, this is card number 13, uh, key number 13. It's actually the 14th card because we start with zero, uh, but it's key number 13, death, and it's associated with the letter nun, the Hebrew letter nun. Uh, so let's, let's think about this letter 13 first uh, to begin with. Uh, a lot of you may or may not know, but a lot of uh, hotels have, and uh, bus buildings, business buildings, high rises, have no floor number 13. Uh, because it's considered bad luck. So this still, you know, persists to this day. I mean, even in uh, Las Vegas, where I was uh, before we moved to Arizona, uh, you could, uh, you can still see in most of the hotels, there's no floor 13. There's no, there's no third number 13 button. They just skip over it. Uh, so, you know, that's a very, uh, obviously a very superstitious, superstitious type town. A lot of people and not, I don't say that in a negative way, but a lot of people concerned with numbers and symbolism and, and luck and so on. And, you know, when you're dealing with um, gambling, you definitely don't want to mess around with luck in a bad way. Uh, so, you know, we, we've come to associate this number 13 with as a sort of symbol of bad luck or even disaster. So it's, you know, it's not surprising that it's that it's on this uh, this death card. Now, I honestly, I, I wanted to do a little research on this before the show because I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure, but I didn't really have time. So I just wanted to jump in. Um, maybe some of you know. Uh, if you do, please let me know. I want to know if this card was associated, or with this number was associated, or if the number 13 was bad luck because of this card, or if it's just that it happened to, you know, already be a sort of bad luck number and it was assigned to this card. Do you know what I mean? If, if in other words, like, you know, do we think number 13 is, is bad luck because this, you know, this death tarot card and its association with number 13, or was it or was this tarot card assigned the number 13 because of that association? I, I don't really know, uh, but they are associated. So we do know that much, uh, but you know, this, this idea of death and, um, and this sort of idea of disaster and bad luck being associated with 13 is, is not really true if you look at it uh, esoterically um, and like so many things in, in occultism and you know, the esoteric sciences, uh, other meanings, uh, are assigned to things that we think have a surface meaning. So oftentimes these surface symbols are blinds and there's much more at work below uh, the symbols if we really know how to dig for them. And we're gonna talk about that today. Uh, so the number of the title of this card really refer to the idea of transformation. Um, and transformation really is sort of an idea, there's an idea of dissolution, dissolution or sort of you know, falling apart or tearing down and change. Um, you know, and of course, when we feel change in our life, it's often kind of scary or it's felt to be something negative because we don't really know what the outcome is. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so there's a fear associated with change. But I think a lot of people fail to kind of realize that without continual change, you know, life and the earth and our, our sort of material existence could not exist. And, and even if it could exist, let's say that, you know, the universe went into, you know, wanted it that way um, without, you know, just this un, unending 
non-change, let's call it, or unending sameness. Um, I mean, when you think about it, the monotony of that really would be just incredibly unbearable. So, you know, I think that the universe is merciful in the fact that there's transformation, change, life, death, birth, rebirth, et cetera. I think that's for our own good, uh, even, even if we don't really realize it sometimes. Uh, so this 13, you know, if you know anything about uh, Kabbalah, uh, Hebrew mysticism, you know that all of these numbers and these Hebrew letters uh, have connections, symbolic connections. So anytime we look at, of course, you know, the tarot, its roots, its, its esoteric roots are in Hebrew uh, Kabbalism. Uh, so, you know, that should be no surprise that this 13 has, of course, symbolic interpretations. Um, so two words, two Hebrew words have the number 13. So basically when you add, in other words, when you add these letters up, so for example, this word achad, achad, which means unity or one, oneness, uh, as in the, uh, the Shema that, uh, that Jewish people say, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Ocheinu, Adonai Echad, uh, which means, uh, uh, hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, uh, Echad is right in there, as you heard. Uh, so Echad, Aleph, Chet, uh, Dalit is, is made up of those, uh, those letters. Those letters add up to the number 13. Uh, that's known as uh, uh, Gematria. Gematria, uh, that's the symbolic meaning of Hebrew letters. Uh, so that means unity, as I said. And then uh, another word, Ahava, Ahava, uh, which means love which uh, is, an, is, is, is connected to that. So this idea is then this unity or this power uh, from which all things proceed. In other words, the, the one source that we all come from is also this love power, uh, which is the cause of all attractions and all affinities uh, from, you know, from our own loves and to the sort of attractions and affinities to the planets and, you know, the cosmos and you know, down to the atomic level and these, the movement of, of atoms and, and, and so forth. So all of this is, is, is connected to this idea of this love, power, this attraction, this affinity uh, on an esoteric level. Uh, interestingly, you know, we think about this love power, or this love idea um, being concerned with uh, reproduction or sexuality. Uh, so key 13 then, uh, we know is associated with the sign of Scorpio, which does govern the reproductive organs. Uh, so each of these astrological signs governs a part of our body. Uh, and Scorpio is, is in charge of the reproductive organs. Um, in addition, it's also the ruler of the house of death, your eighth house in, in astrology. So that's kind of interesting. So there's connections there as well. Um, by the way, Angel and I talked about death in our last podcast. So if you haven't heard that, uh, we do the other spirit work. We do the spirit work podcast on Wednesday. And actually, our subject was also death. Uh, we talked about different things uh, on that show, but uh, some similar ideas. And you'll get some, something uh, really interesting out of that if you want to go back and check that out if you haven't heard it uh, to kind of round, round out some of the ideas we're talking about today. So, so this, uh, this love power. Uh, that leads to birth and is what controls the physical changes uh, resulting in both uh, disillusion and death. So there's a connection between life and death. There's a connection between 
birth and death. There's a connection. Uh, there's an esoteric connection uh, between the two. And we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, so I want you to kind of think about this idea uh, that this love power, this one power, this energy that flows through us uh, governs both the beginning uh, and the, the end of our bodily activities. It's the same power, it's the same energy. So when we think of those as being two different things. And I say this, I mean, so you think about the energy of this Kundalini energy, the sexual energy, the Scorpio energy, this reproductive energy uh, is the same energy, is the same power that, that, that is governing both the beginning and the end of our bodily activities. So just think about that. I'm not gonna go too deeply into it. I just want, I wanna, I wanna leave that with you to think about that. Uh, so so, so I'm, I'm gonna have you ponder that. So the idea is that these are not two opposite forces or two antagonistic powers that you know one makes life and the other one makes death. There's only a single power which has a twofold manifestation. So it's the same energy bringing both life and death. So we're gonna get more into that as we go into the card, you'll understand that more. But this idea that we, we fear death is really because we don't understand uh, what this idea of transformation. So there's this great occult quote, alchemical quote, it's called dissolution. It says, dissolution is the secret of the great work, the great work, the magnum opus. You know, what Jung called the individuation process, what some people call enlightenment or samadhi. But this idea of dissolution, of form, is is really uh, imperative you know, for growth. Because when forms break down, you know, the, energy, the energy is released and it can be used for, for further development, for further spiritual development, evolution, uh, physical development, et cetera. So you have to you know, think about it, just if you wanna think about it scientifically, scientific processes, things of uh, energy breaking down and being released. And I think about the second law of thermodynamics, so energy is released when uh, previously established forms of matter break down. All these kinds of ideas are as associated with that. Um, and, then, and there's a connection between all this. There's this, there's this connection, and this is, you know, this is shown in this card. So this idea of, uh, for example, stone disintegrating to form soil. So you see, you know, in this card that the the uh, the skeleton is in a is in a field is in a field with this scythe, which is a a, a reaping tool. It's usually used to uh, to uh, reap uh, wheat and long grasses usually um, and things like that. Uh, in those times where they're before uh, power machinery, uh, so this idea that so there's this idea that stone thing about disintegration. Stone disintegrates to form soil, and then from the soil, uh, the animal kingdom comes from that and then animals eat those vegetables and that's incorporated into a higher type of organization so there's an evolutionary process there and then of course you know we as human beings eat both animals and vegetables of course some of us don't eat animals uh, but most people are omnivorous uh, and that builds chemical energy uh, uh, into your you know in your cells and your own in your bodies and here's the idea though if you understand this uh, the secret of transformation, this idea of death that I'm talking about, where it's not two powers, it's one power in a twofold manifestation, you really do begin to learn a, a secret 
which is available to all who, who can understand it, who are willing to work at it, and are willing to go deeply into this material, uh, into meditation, into concentration. And at this, you know, when you when you're able to do that, and really understand the secret of this this transformation, this death card, you liberate yourself from the the sort of conditions of this physical existence. And also, you become a, a master of the energies that I, that build build your body. So there's a sort of an, an alchemical transformation, uh, spiritual and alchemical process, sort of. Um, psychophysiological process uh, that goes on that you know we can't go deeply into in this particular lesson but you know they talk about it in alchemy and yoga and so on that where you're able to actually achieve a when you have a certain mastery of the kundalini energy of concentration of samadhi right, you know you get into that state of samadhi you know you're able to maintain your physical body for many more years beyond the, the normal lifespan of you know the average human being. And you know, there's this idea too that um, when you have a full perfection of the mastery of this energy, of this information, of the secret, secret uh, wisdom, that you can literally disintegrate your body at will. You know, it's just, there's stories like in the Bible where Enoch just disappears, he walks with God. I'm also able to uh, reintegrate the body, you know, and there's, there's, there's a lot of stories in India of bilocation, saints and gurus uh, and so forth. And so this idea is then that you're, you're overcoming the idea of physical death. I mean, there's, you know, many traditions believe that uh, you can overcome physical death. Um, and that when you achieve this level of mastery, this level of, of, of consciousness, death is no longer an end for you uh, in terms of your physical body. Uh, so, so those are interesting ideas. I won't go that deeply into it, but it's something for you to ponder a little bit. Um, the thing about it that's interesting, though, is that, you know, it's in this work, these teachings, these ideas, um, this idea of the control of this life force and this transformative energy, um, is in these tarot cards. So as you're doing this work, um, studying these cards on a daily basis for your five minutes, hint, hint, uh, and working with and listening to lectures and you know reading books and really trying to go deeply into these cards, you know you're you're really doing experiments with this with this power, with this life power, with this love power that we talked about at the beginning. Um, and, you know, it has, it has to do with you forming the right sort of mental images and speaking the right sort of words and affirmations to yourself. And you really have to visualize yourself as, you know, having a body which really responds to the willpower at work uh, through, through the ego, through the personality. And that clear image of your sort of, you know, your changed body, changed organism, see yourself as being you know perfect and healthy and and you know and and radiant both you know in function and in appearance and you know in you know inner and outer this this idea is this suggestive power that the subconsciousness accepts so you know it's really like building 
an image of, you know, your true self of your perfect self, your light self, the light body. So, the, you know, the, the, the subconscious mind, it's, it's amenable, as they say. It's under your power. It's, it's, it accepts your suggestions. And even now, it's, you know, it's starting to set into motion these, these transformations that we're talking about, just by thinking about it, talking about it, examining it, and so forth. So, you know, the, you don't have to tell the subconsciousness how to do these things. It, it knows but you need to tell it what you want it to do, what you want it to do. So if you need, uh, you know, if you need health, if you need healing, if you need, uh, you know, uh, more financial prosperity in order to take better care of yourself and so forth, you know, tell it what you need and it will help you uh, behind the scenes. It will create the conditions and attract to you uh, those things that you need. It knows. So, there's again, there's this, like I said, this idea in alchemy that, you know, man can, there's this idea of the philosopher's stone, um, the, uh, the, this, this kind of idea that, that there's a, uh, an elixir of light, of, of immortality, an elixir of immortality, and that man will triumph, you know, a man in the sense of human beings will triumph even over this physical death. Um, so these are, these are concepts that are in this, these esoteric traditions uh, that we have to look at and think about and see how we might apply them or how we want to, you know, deconstruct them or how we want to go into them and understand them. So just putting these ideas out there for you to think about. Um, but in reality, I mean, when you really get down to it, they're, they're, you know, in these spiritual traditions and most spiritual traditions, and particularly the esoteric traditions of, of the West, there's, you know, there is an idea that, you know, that there's an immortal part of yourself, an eternal part of yourself, and that you do not die. Um, and there's also quite a bit of evidence, you know, to support the ideas of reincarnation. You know, many thousands and thousands of people also have reported um, near-death experiences where they see an afterlife. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in, you know, in India and in the East where reincarnation is common uh you know i've talked about previous lives oftentimes people will wander into villages near their home and you know go find their their you know their previous relatives and things like that i mean there's so many stories like that it's it's just it's crazy um you know so remember that you know when you're thinking about death that you truly are immortal and you can never die even though your bodies change and disintegrate you know, a thousand times, uh, the spirit spirit remains. The spirit within remains. Um, you know, and it, as as we've said, you know, it may re reincarnate. It may go to some other realm. It may spend time in, in you know in the spirit world. You know, it just it depends on on what you believe. You know, we all have our own ideas, and um, you know, I'm still working through a lot of this on my own self. I some have some of my own ideas, which I'm not going to go into today, but. We'll talk more about that as we as we go on later on in, in some of these other uh, cards and so on. Uh, so, you know, hang on to that idea and remember that, especially when there's fear associated with the idea of, of transformation, especially the transformation of quote unquote death. So, as I said, this card uh, is number 13. We talked a little bit about 13. 
and some of the associations with that, we might get into that a little bit more. But one of the important things is that this card is uh, connected to the letter Nun, the Hebrew letter Nun. And this Hebrew letter Nun, as I've said before, all of these Hebrew letters have a sort of a hieroglyphic meaning, for lack of a better word. In other words, like each, each letter uh, connects to some sort of a noun. It's like there's a physical counterpart to it, a symbolic physical counterpart. And Nun means fish fish. Uh, so that's as, a, that's as a noun. Uh, as a verb, it means to sprout or to grow, to propagate. Uh, we know that the fish was a symbol of Christ uh, for, for a long time. People still use it often now. And you see that fish in the back of his car is a little simple, simple little fish. It's in, in the sort of public mindset. Um, And so, you know, this, this, idea, this idea is connected to um, self-realization, really. So this fish, uh, this fish is connected to uh, this eternal idea, this fullness. Um, there's, a, there's a quote from the Bible, to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ, the Christ consciousness. In other words, becoming uh, enlightened, being filled with that Christ consciousness. Uh, it's this first moment of realization of superconsciousness, the true self-realization, um, and mystically we talk about this the, in in some of these uh, traditions as the birth of the Christ child in, in the human personality and ego. Um, Jung talked quite a bit about that. Some of those ideas uh, are are pretty prevalent in Gnosticism. Uh, the idea of the self, oftentimes the self with a capital S is is uh, is symbolically represented in dreams by a baby a baby uh, so this fish idea is related also to propagation uh, you know something that's really generative because fish are really prolific breeders um, and there's this idea that like for example like a single pair of codfish if they all arrived at maturity, in other words, like the, with all of their breeding, they'd literally fill the Atlantic Ocean from shore to shore, um, you know, if they were preyed upon by other fish and by human beings fishing them and so on. They're so prolific and so, uh, so generative. So uh, Scorpio, of course, is associated to none and to this card, key 13. And as I said, Scorpio governs those, uh, the reproductive organs and this, the, really the force used in reproduction has, um, but it's, it's more this idea of the force of reproduction uh, as, as, as a liberating force, a transforming force. So it's in other words, it's like turning this, this Kundalini upward. And so instead of this energy going into, uh, into uh, uh, sexual energy, it actually is, is reversed. You know, if, if you're familiar with the idea of reversing the flow of Kundalini energy down, you're you know you're reversing it and you're sending it upward uh, to the third eye. If you're familiar with yoga or meditation practices that work with that, um, so it's this force. It's a force. This Scorpio energy, this Kundalini energy, this love power energy that's associated with this uh, card of death, with this card of transformation. And normally, you know, as I said, this force is utilized for reproduction, but you can apply it for higher purposes. You can change your consciousness. 
and and really work with um, you know it's it, towards towards enlightenment and really understand and know in a in the Gnostic sense the knowing, the true knowing that you you understand yourself to be immortal. You understand yourself to be immortal, and then the fear of, of physical death or this transformation is then gone. So that's something that you can learn from this card, and it's something that this card intimates. And especially when you begin to uh, meditate on it, look at it, really pay attention to it, you'll, you'll begin to understand that more. So Scorpio is connected to Mars. It's ruled by Mars. And the Mars force uh, is also at work um, in, this, in this card uh, because of this connection to Scorpio. And Mars is also the rule of Aries, which is symbolized by key four, which is the emperor. And Aries is the sign that governs the head and the brain. So you can see what I was talking, what I was talking about, where we're turning this Kundalini energy, this Mars energy, this Scorpio type energy, turn it back up towards the head, towards the head and the brain. That's where this Aries comes into play. Uh, Aries is called the day throne of Mars and Scorpio is the night throne. And so they're both connected to Mars. So that's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. So uh, Uranus is exalted in Scorpio. And we know, as I said, that this, uh, this white rose that's on the card is connected to the fool, which represents super consciousness, the fool card, zero. Um, so that highest expression of the influence of Uranus uh, in the human personality is what results in that gnosis, that firsthand knowledge of this immortality that we're talking about, of this eternal life power, this life force. And this is brought about through this activity of the love power. It's a strange thing to think about death being connected to love power. Uh, but the world is full of strange paradoxes and esoteric secret symbols. Uh, so keep this in mind. This love power is associated with this death card and transformation and all of these different ideas. Uh, as I said, death uh, is associated with the eighth house in, in the horoscope. Um, and it's the natural house of the eighth sign Scorpio. Uh, death and inheritance are actually associated with that. So, uh, so this power, as I said, as we're wrapping this thing up, is uh, is the same. This love power is the same thing as death. It's just um, it's just another aspect of this one force, this one love power, this one life power. Uh, but because we misunderstand it and misapply it. Uh, we don't we don't use it correctly. It results in disease and death. Um, but it's the power whereby, if we use it correctly, we can experience this perpetual health and immortality. Uh, I you know, and many people believe that to be true physically. Uh, you could think about that spiritually. You could think about that. Uh, in many psychologically, you can think about that in very, many different ways. Uh, but this is the power of life and growth. And all of all people who obey the power of life and growth and really understand 
uh, it, understand this, this law, this law of transformation, this law of change, this law of life power, this law of love power, um, really uh, begin to live in a different way and begin to form a different type of consciousness. Uh, so remember that also the serpent, uh, the scorpion and the eagle are all used to symbolize Scorpio. So you're gonna see those symbols uh, in a lot of other cards and a lot of other tarot cards. So keep this in mind as we move ahead that this idea is associated with this uh, Scorpio energy, Scorpio power. And there's another interesting thing and this um, is that, you know, there's, so, so the antidote to, to snake venom to, is snake venom. So it's an interesting idea when you think about this power of the serpent power, the life power, the death power being the same thing that, you know, if you understand it, that the, the antidote uh, is, is in the poison, that life is in death and death is in life. Uh, so, you know, that's where, and, and so, you know, it's the same idea with a vaccine, really, you know, you take a bit of the uh, you take a bit of the uh, the virus and you kind of inoculate yourself uh, with that in order to form immunity. Uh, so you're using that possible disease, which would bring death to actually protect or bring life. So to remember that this life and death are connected together in this, this one life power, this one love power uh, has a twofold aspect to it, both what we, what we consider death and what we consider life or birth or rebirth, something like this. So. Uh, it's a it's a heavy concept, but it's one worth uh, investigating, and it's it's definitely worth uh, doing more work on this death tarot card. So that I hope you take the time uh, to really uh, investigate this card. Take at least five minutes a day this week, and really just sit and contemplate on it. Kind of stare at the card. You, you know, don't don't you know do it with you know tenseness, but just easily and gently kind of gaze at the card and allow the symbols to work on you. And think a lot about this week, uh, the ideas of dissolution, the ideas of change, the ideas of transformation, and really learn to welcome and welcome that change and really, you know, overcome the fear of change. Uh, because the future holds for you uh, what you've earned, you know, karmically speaking, uh, in conformity with the past actions and with the patterns you're, you, you've made and which you are now making so you know welcome those uh, changes those transformations those disillusions those movements forward those movements backwards welcome them with a smile really and that's why if you look at the death card death is, is smiling death is smiling so the death of something is a new beginning you say well one door opens or one door closes another door opens same idea so think about that so there's a lot of wisdom in this death card uh, so I want you to kind of think about that and keep that in mind this week. Again, think about the ideas of change and transformation and dissolution. Uh, maybe as you're eating, you know, as you're just going about your business or, you know, maybe as you see that little, um, you know, if you see an animal that got hit on the side of the road, kind of, you know, it'll remind you of these things. You'll say a little blessing for them, uh, but, you know, it'll remind you of these constant transformations and these different changes that are going on all around us. Uh, so anyway. Happy Halloween to everyone, uh, or happy you know day after or a few days after whenever you're listening to this. 
I hope everyone is safe and well. Wishing you all uh, blessings and light. I'm at cosmiceye.org. Uh, right now, we actually have our um, rainbow unicorn cards for sale. So those are in, and those are going to be available uh, definitely for Christmas. So if you're looking for a great stocking stuffer, uh, you're looking for a great gift for uh, someone who loves unicorns or magic or just bright, nice, uh, beautiful tarot cards, we have those available. Uh, you can pre-order also our Blooming Cat Tarot. And uh, I'll keep you posted, but our, our newest deck, uh, the Libra Florum deck, is going to be in as well. And we're waiting on the shipments of those. Hopefully they're here well before Christmas, and I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, so I'm at Cosmic Eye Tarot, at Cosmic Eye Tarot. Uh, on Instagram and on um, Twitter, actually, and on TikTok, uh, also Facebook. So we're all uh, all those things. So uh, so check us out there. Please follow us, and you know you can sign up for the our newsletter on CosmicEye.org and find out what we're doing there as well. And of course, check us out on Wednesday. We do the Spirit Work podcast. We do that with Angel uh, from at Angel on the eighth day from Instagram, and um, we talk about clairvoyance and psychic abilities and spirits and angels and dark angels and all kinds of interesting things. So uh, check that show out. Uh, all right, blessings and light. Speak to you next week. We will be uh, looking at key 14, which is the temperance card. Temperance card. Uh, 